You're listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes, where you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who lived them. Raw, real, and 100% unapologetic. And now, here is your host, Eric Rogel. Hey, this is Eric Rogel, and thanks for joining us on Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes. This is where each week you'll hear real stories of the journey to modern manhood told by the men who live them. Now today I have another bonus episode for you, another full roundtable episode. If you're not familiar with our roundtables, this is where I invite a group of my friends to discuss what my guests talked about during their interview. We do this at the end of every interview that I do, and and these men are from all different backgrounds. They're all very successful in their lives, and they're all committed to their growth as men. So I get their insights and takeaways from the episode. I find out what hits them most about what our guest says. Then I include a few minutes of those discussions at the end of each episode. And what I've decided to do recently is have a full episode of the roundtable when there's a lot of valuable information discussed which honestly is always the case, so expect these roundtables regularly. These special roundtable episodes are what I'm calling the episode about the episode. So this week, six of us got together to talk about the interview I had with Jason Fox for episode eight. If you haven't listened to it yet, I urge you to do that. Jason's a retired NFL lineman turned successful tech entrepreneur, and the insights and the wisdom bombs he drops are pure gold. He talks about what it took to achieve his dream of playing in the NFL, uh, the mindset it took, the commitment, the will to overcome the challenges that he faced. And he used all of those to pivot into his new career as founder of the music app Earbuds. During the roundtable, the guys and I talked about focusing your attention, how to surround yourself with the best people and achieving your dreams, and then owning when it's time to move on to the next dream. Joining me for this roundtable are some regulars you've heard before. We've got John Archer, a former corporate guy who's now an entrepreneur, uh, and he's also a key member of my uh, WLKH podcast team. We also have Tom Byrne, an entrepreneur, CEO, and business advisor, and uh, he's a husband and father to three grown women. We also have Mark Haney, who's a former top corporate sales trainer, is now a life mastery coach. Barry Weinberg, who's a chiropractor and life mastery coach. But first, you'll hear from Doug Cerny. He's an attorney and entrepreneur. Eric, I thought it was great. About uh, in the 14th minute, he said, I think your diet is more than just the food and the drink you put in your body. I think it's what you constantly remind yourself with. And boy, that really hit me. Boy, how true is that? So are you making any changes from that, Doug? I mean, go a little yeah, deeper. I was, just, I was aware as I was moving around ever since I read that, I'm aware of what am I thinking about? What am I thinking about? What? Where am I? Where's my awareness? Where? What am I focused on? You know, I've been, I just, I'm just about finished up my coaching with Mark and it's been fantastic. And this just is another example of what you put in is what you're going to get out. And so where is your mind? What are you reminding yourself of? It's, it was fantastic from a, to hear him just say it. You know, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you, you can hear something six, seven, eight times, and for some reason it just landed. Yeah, you know, what, what I get from what you're saying, too, is somebody said to me one time about um, he only has so much room to hold things in his, in his brain, you know, in his mind. 
And so if he's putting garbage in or watching like trashy TV or, you know, reading stupid books or, you know, not letting the information in wisely, then it's, it's like junk food for the brain, right? It's not healthy, not healthy. As Doug takes a big swig from a Pepsi or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. No, well, and the, it, and I'll put, in, the Tito's, in an hour, the Tito's will be in there, so. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Well, you know, the, the other thing that uh, I think Jason spoke a lot about is who you surround yourself with. And, um, you know, which is in, incredibly true. I, I think, you know, as he kind of focuses on his work with younger kids that, you know, maybe have growing up in an environment where they necessarily don't have choice. But beyond that, as you kind of get into your college years and, and beyond, um, it is a choice uh, of who you want to surround yourself. And are you surrounding yourself with people who have a positive attitude, a positive outlook, um, and then that you really kind of feed upon each other, you know, for a greater good as opposed to people who are always negative. So I mean, that was, a, uh, I think, really um, a really interesting perspective from him and, and, and very aware. The other thing I, I really took back from him is this really unique con uh, combination of perseverance, but allowing flow, you know, he talked about it from, you know, I think it was three or five years old, they wanted to play, play professional football. And, you know, that work ethic, tenacity, you know, not giving up, you know, blowing out his knee in the last uh, game of um, college. A lot of people could have quit and said, you know, fuck it, I'm going to go down to a lower round. I'm just going to go to something else. But, you know, um, pushing himself through the combines and then, you know, putting on his Achilles and then again coming back. So that perseverance, but then later on when he had the heart issue, also recognizing that, okay, there's a time to push and then there's a time to be aware that maybe you're creating something different and there's a broader purpose. And, you know, at that point it was, okay, step back. Let me look at this as a gift as opposed to being, pissed off that, okay, my career is being uh, ended early and let me ride that to something that can be better. So yeah, a, a, re you know, a really unique guy of, of that combination of letting things flow, but also when you are dead set on, you know, that this is what's right for you, you go through walls and you don't, you know, you don't look back. Yeah. And what I take from, no, from what you're, I'm wait, sorry. One second. Um, what, what he said, and I thought this was terrific, he said your your net worth is your network. Yeah. Right? Once we talk yep. about surrounding himself with people, and I, and I love that one line because it just reminds you, is like your net worth isn't how much money you make, but your network is your network, the people you surround yourself with. And I, and I really love that. So I want to just throw that in there because uh, when you talked about it earlier, that one line really did it for me. So, yeah, Mark, go ahead. Yeah, what I really, and it, this kind of tags on to what Tom was feeling in this as well, was, you know, as a coach, uh, one of the key things that I work with clients with is creating a vision for their life. And as I was listening to him talk, it was just like, it was very, I thought it was very unique as an NFL player, or well, not that I know NFL players, but the perception I have is that 
when he was a young boy, he had that vision of playing in the NFL. I mean, he loved sports. And so with that vision, then he committed to it. But what I really loved was he took advantage of the opportunities that he had and he had a backup plan and he prepared for that. And it was like, even when, cause he said, when he came back to, um, uh, to play for the dolphins, they were offering the, the college reimbursement. And so, I mean, how many NBA players are going back to school? But he was like, I know this isn't going to last or potentially the injury potential is there. And so he goes back to school and he's just building for that. And now all of that's paying off. And I love what he was doing with, you know, once he was committed to what he wanted to do, it's he didn't give up. And that is the value of having a real vision is that when you connect to your real vision, you won't give up. When, when things, when bumps come up in the road or things happen in your life that makes you, people say, well, I'm going to quit. He just kept going and he was persistent, but he was always planning and he was always looking at his life as what will be the next step. And what just came up for me when I was watching that was the word persistence. It's like I persist until I succeed. And I mean, he just, I mean, he was persistent until the heart condition. And then when the heart condition came up, because he had a great plan for his life and he didn't put all of his eggs in one basket, he was able to transition easily into the next thing. And I loved what he said. The other big takeaway was when he was talking about comparing entrepreneurship to the NFL, because a lot of the people that I talk with are entrepreneurs and we see so many people wanting to be entrepreneurs now. And it's like, when you hear the feedback from the media or whatever, they're saying that, you know, the chances of getting into the NFL are slim to none. You know, these players that it doesn't matter how good they are in college. I mean, you look at like a Tim Tebow, a star in college, can't make it in the NFL. Yet, you know, he compares entrepreneurship to um, being more difficult and more challenging than football. You know, and I just I found that very interesting. Now, I'm certain it has to I mean, he had more natural abilities that aligned with being a football player than he does being an entrepreneur. But it's, I really liked how he pointed out, it's like, you know, when you want something, you've got to work for it. I mean, you've got to work, you've got to commit, and you've got to work and you've got to persist. That was my takeaway. Yeah, so my, my question then, Mark, is <clears throat> what of that are you adopting into your own life on that? Is this more of a, um, you, you see more persistence in, in the things that you're doing, more of the visions that you have, planning that you've got? Oh, absolutely. Because one of the things that, um, you know, we teach in the coaching program is to stay connected to your vision and the feeling of your vision and keep your goals in front of you because that keeps you motivated. And when I hear him talking about his persistence, it's like that just reaffirms to me that like you've got to really attach daily to what it is that you want to feel in your life because that keeps you on it. He did not persist to being making it into the NFL by saying, 
well, I'll go to practice and, and I'll try a little bit. No, it's every practice. It's all in. And it's you stay what keeps you motivated when you blow your knee out. This is my dream. This is the vision I've always had. I'm going to stay on it. And that's it. So my takeaway is just more of keeping my vision real, keeping attaching to that feeling instead of getting into the, you know, the, the chaos of any day and letting it fade away because little, little by little it can fade, but staying connected to it. So yeah, certainly I've been like, you know, I got my vision back out. I have my goals in front of me and it's just staying on it. And one comment I want to make on that too. One of the things he said about like when he had the vision and, you know, the practice and getting there and being all in, it wasn't just the practice. What I loved about it too was all the things that went on behind the scenes. He was talking about, you know, his parents were helping him get extra coaching and it was the diet that he was eating and the stuff he was putting in and the workout regimens that he put together and, and all of those things that you, you know, most of us don't see because we feel like, well, this guy's just naturally talented and he was built for the NFL and he had the size and, you know, he played in college. And he probably just did practice while he was in college and on and on. But it's all that extra stuff that we don't really see that he was talking about that goes on behind the scenes. And that's what makes a guy like him uh, excel the way he does. So one of the things I'm taking away from that for myself is, you know, it, you know, what are the unseen things that I can be doing? What's the extra that I can be doing? to continue, you know, to move myself forward faster. Yeah. And tr trusting yourself because I loved the example, you know, cause how many times do we let other people tell us what to do? And then we go with what they're saying, but he knew he wanted to go to Miami. He knew going to the U was the place for him to be. And he was saying, everybody was saying, no, stay home, stay home, stay home. But he was like, no, I know this is the right place. And then, he fulfilled his dream because he trusted his intuition. He trusted himself to do what was right for him. And so yeah. the takeaway is, boy, just seeing that, you know, when we hear these guys talk about it, even, even coaching people on it, I take it on to a deeper level, more into my life of, hey, trusting myself um, because you see the benefits. That's the beauty of, I think, the podcast and the mentorship. John, Barry, just one of the two of you. Yeah. <clears throat> um, the thing, you know, this is a guy who lived a life that for many is just a dream. I really got that from him. He was a dolphin. He's created a business that's on its way to possibly being a million dollar business. Most people just dream of these things. Yet when you asked him what's your greatest accomplishment, he didn't say being an NFL football player. He didn't say I have a business. He said, my greatest accomplishment's the man I've become. And that really hit me like a ton of bricks. It's like, am I being the man that I can be? Am I living those core values as much as I can? Am I serving my community and um, you know, making myself my greatest accomplishment? Yeah, that, that's really beautiful. So what, what's, your, um, what's the action going forward, Barry? Well, just, you know, in every moment, whether, whether I'm being a chiropractor or I'm being a coach or I'm playing my guitar or I'm hanging out with Daniel, am I being the best man I can be at that moment? 
you know, am, I, am I speaking up and speaking my mind? Am I living from integrity? Am I living from honesty and courage and love and, and checking myself at all times? Am I being my greatest accomplishment? Outstanding. Beautiful. Yeah, Barry, I'd comment on that. Re or yeah, related to that, just a little bit, what I was taking from it, what I felt afterwards is when we, when he started talking about being an entrepreneur, you know, I kind of relate to that. You know, I, I'm an entrepreneur as are many people on this call and all the challenges that you go through and, you know, all the things that we think about when being an entrepreneur. But I never, as I got done listening to it, I felt more of like, wow, okay, where can I look at my whole life as me being like an entrepreneur for me? And how do I relate a lot of those things that being an entrepreneur is to my own life? And I, I realized that I kind of put it in a box or, you know, put my business in a box. And I have certain qualities that I uh, have when I'm working on my business and when I'm doing things there, but it really relates to my whole life. And how do I kind of get that more into a whole uh, vision of myself as my own entrepreneur for me? And it, it, I've just been exploring that ever since I listened to it. And, and I just feel like that's what I'm, I'm taking out of it is, is getting out of these little boxes and, like, you know, Jason had his NFL box, he has his entrepreneur box, and he has these other things, but, but it felt like he, he integrated them all very well, and it was all just about being him. So that, that's what I'm taking away from it. You know what I get from that too, John, is not only did he have the little boxes, but he was okay transitioning from box to box to box. You sure. know what I mean? That's something that I really took away from that too. It was like, okay, well, you know, I lived my dream of being in the NFL. It was cut a little shorter than I thought it was. And okay, what's next? Right. It wasn't about, you know, being depressed or getting into victim mode or falling into, oh, well, shit, I lived for this my whole life and now I don't have it anymore. And what am I going to do? Now it's okay, great. I did that. That was very cool. I enjoyed that a lot. Now what's next? And so that was a really big thing for me was like just being okay with having to pivot into the next thing and, um, and then doing it willingly, openly, and, you know, with, with wonder and awe going, okay, great. What's the next step? What am I going to do next? Just felt really very kind of natural. And, um, you know, there was no resist to it. It was like, all right, I'm going to move from this to this now. Absolutely. I kind of percent a hundred percent agree with that. And, and what you're saying there is just how do I integrate more of that, flow I get it feels like flow everything is all connected rather than putting all these boxes around it it's all the same thing I think it's not about being human right human doings or human beings you know it's regardless of what we're doing are we bringing all of ourselves to that in each moment you know the, the him he was bringing to being a football player he was able to bring to the first to his own healing and then to to his new business and, you know, when you nurture that and you, you, you nurture who you're being, no matter what you're doing, you can bring that to it. Love it. Anyone want to add anything to any of this? Yeah. Um, just the value that I'm getting, like, just tonight with all of us getting together and talking about it. Because when I listened to the audio, it was like I – took away what my viewpoint was and you know I took away what I got out of it but it was like as I listened to the other men sharing in the group about what they take away it was like oh 
I love that viewpoint. You know, I loved what Barry was saying. Can I, am I being the best man? I'm happy with the man I am. And I think ultimately in life, that's how you want to end your life. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to get to the end of your life and have regrets. It's like, you want to get to the end of your life and say, man, I've lived the best life I could live. I have no regrets and I'm happy with who I became. And so it's like, as Barry was sharing, it's like, I feel like, man, I'm going to take more of that on as well. It's like in everything I do, I'm going to be true to myself and be the best Mark that I can be. And Mark, I, I think that's how, you know, which is really profound how Jason ended the episode about, you know, what he's most proud about. And it's that feeling of just being good with himself, you know, good about the man he's become. Again, like you said, you know, no regrets. If you going back to the core values, you know, you may screw up here or then you're in inevitably you are, but if you're living by a set of core values and you stay true to them, you'll always be able to look yourself in the mirror and be happy about being the man you are, whether you make mistakes or not. Again, going back to those core values, you know, he had a lot of, a lot of overlap between his personally um, and what, you know, the seven that we have, uh, which was interesting. I think the other interesting thing that he brought up, and I think it was in his church group, he said that, you know, his brought to his attention is, you know, why do companies have core values? People don't. It, and it's a, it's a really that was huge very very um simple question and it's so obvious but whoever thinks about it you know i know in business whenever we're starting a new company it's always about what's your you know vision or purpose mission and then core values and i think now um you know, business owners, uh, business leaders, entrepreneurs have come accustomed to that's just part of what you do, but it's not something that we individually do and in saying, what is my mission, my purpose, and more importantly, even what are my core values and live by? And that's the value of the core seven. I mean, I'm just really feeling that is, boy, I love what you said about when I fall off, you know, because I can be aware of places in my life where I hold these core values in my life. I hold true. You know, those are the core values I strive for. But it's how when you're running your own business or you're doing things, these opportunities creep in to where I could move faster. You, you lie to yourself and say, I could move faster, do this. I may be out of integrity, but, or I may not be being honest, but it's going to move me faster and you're really tempted and that's where really staying connected to your core values. Each individual has their core values. And yeah, it's like staying, staying true to those values. And I, I love how you said that because what came up was when I get to the end of my life, if I stick to my core values, I won't have any regret. I won't have those regrets because I stuck to my core values. That was a really, a really great point. And it's also more than just that too. You talked about, you know, I'm going to be the best man that I can be. If we're all being the best men that we can be, then that's when everything shifts, right? Because I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to change you. I'm not trying to change you. I'm working on me. You're working on you. You're being the best man you can be. And if everyone does that, that's when everything starts to change rapidly. So I just think adopting that is so, so important. 
Absolutely. That's the value of your core values. Absolutely. Right. Doug, you wanted to bring something up? Yeah, one last thing. I, I just had to bring this up. I watch a lot of football, and I can't tell you how many times I'll be sitting there, they're showing pregame, and a guy will be warming up, and he'll be jamming, he'll have his earplugs in. I say, I wonder what he's listening to. I wonder what he's listening to. Well, here's a guy. Turn that into a million-dollar idea, Doug. Instead of, instead of wondering what he's listening to, he says, I'm going to show you. I'm going to let you hear what he's listening to. I think it's great because I really have thought about that many times. <laughs> so it's, yeah. it's one of those simple ideas, but it'll end up doing really well. <laughs> you know, what's interesting about that, what I got out of that, because I had the same kind of reaction. I do that all the time. Like, oh, that'd be interesting if, you know, X, Y, Z. Yeah. But, and then someone actually does that. Right. And then, you know, it turns into something really big. And I love when guys take the initiative when they have that thought, like, yeah, I would love to know what LeBron is listening to as he's warming up on the court before the thing. And someone says, well, I'm going to go ahead and make that happen. Yeah. Right. That's the masculine right there. Just being that explorer, being that, you know, visionary, getting in there, being a pioneer and going, I'm just going to make that happen. And uh, that that's really I took that away as well was was very, very impressed by that. Yeah, that it'll, be a, it'll be a lot more experiential for the fans. I mean, I could see maybe something even where the uh, different, whether it's the NBA or NFL, depending on who he gets as it grows, aligning with it, because that's going to build the fans. It's a way you can take the people setting at home and get them more into the game, keep them engaged. Well, I, I spoke to him about that. I cut it out of the final episode, but I think he and I, I think on our pre-interview, not only does he have the leagues, you know, want to do something with it, but sponsors are flooding him because they got guys that are like, I want to sponsor LeBron's playlist. I want to sponsor Baker Mayfield's playlist. I want to make sure that our company's mentioned. He's got artists coming in that want to be part of the playlist. Like, hey, how do we, uh, how do we get into so-and-so's playlist so it's like it was so genius that these these sponsors artists league they came running to him so um yeah that's some of the stuff that's not in the episode but again just there's a brilliance there that's amazing one other thing comes to mind with being the best men we could be he something that he said that really struck out to me was he talked about kids you know, people bitch about how kids are, you know, they're always on the tablets or whatever, and they're not being who they can be. And he says, it's not the kids, it's the parents. They're not being the role model for the kids. They're not stepping up and being an example for them of how, how to live. So what else are they going to do? They're going to sit in front of the TV. They're going to sit in front of the tablet, whatever, instead of saying, come on, let's go, let's go fishing or let's, you know, let's go water skiing or, you know, or, you know, Let's listen to this podcast. It's awesome. You know, just stepping up and being being who, the role model that they want to see the kids be. You know, I, I thought that was very powerful, too. I agree. I agree. And it's funny because you could see in some parents, and I don't want to use the word laziness, but it's just the parents are like, you shouldn't be doing that. And then they go sit in front of the TV. Right. It's, it, it is. It's both sides of it. It's being an example, actually taking the kid by the hand and going, yeah, no, you know what? Instead of doing that, we're going to go take a hike. We're going to go to the park. We're going to walk around the park a few times. Just get outside and do something. Right. Yeah, last week, Daniel was sitting in front of the TV. I'm like, come on, let's go play Frisbee golf. Got up, went to the park, 
he was the happiest I'd seen him in like three weeks. He was just running around and just, yeah, I got it, you know, and you know, just getting up and just let's go do something. Well, and I think too, that's the value of each individual defining their core values because as a parent, you know, it's, yeah, we want our kids to stay off of the tablets and not sit in front of the TV. But then when you come home and you've worked all day, it's, I like, you know, you said it's not, you don't want to say laziness, no, it's fatigue and you're just, you're worn out. And it's, that's where the persistence comes back in and staying committed to what it is that I want to create with my family. And, you know, a lot of times I find that when I come home and I'm fatigued and Layla's sitting there and I don't want her to be on that, rather than sitting down and watching TV, if I get up and do something with her, it's not like, oh, I'm being the great parent, like the martyr. It's I actually end up having a great time and I get relaxed as well. And we find more things to do that we both enjoy. And you create, well, I create a better relationship with her. And yeah, it's, it's just starts to unfold on its own. Thanks, Mark, for wrapping that up for us and for hammering home how important it is to have, live, and pass on core values, to be the best men we can be and be the example for others. So now, guys, that's what we got out of it. So I want to hear what you got out of it. What are you taking away? What insights did you get from this roundtable that you didn't get the first time you listened to the episode? Let me know. Uh, As always, you can find me on social media. The links are on our website. That's WLKHpodcast.com. So click on those social media icons, hop on over and leave a comment. Also, remember to please rate us and leave a review and comment. Most importantly, this is the most important thing. Make sure to share this with men you know will get value from it. I want to thank the men of the roundtable for joining me today. I'll be putting their bios up on the site soon, along with links to where you can find them so you can reach out to them as well, right? Because we're all here to build the brotherhood. And I want to thank you for listening to Eric Rogel Talks with Warriors, Lovers, Kings, and Heroes today. I'm Eric Rogel, and I'm honored to be with you, to be your brother on your hero's journey. I'll talk to you next time. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.